High Trek. I'm Riley. I'm Bale Norn. Oh, is that your name? I call him Beagle, and sometimes he calls himself Beagle because Beagle is your name. Glare doesn't work over a uh, an audio uh, medium. Audio it doesn't because, like, no. I just dance. I just dance back. Just uh, we encapsulate that silence as a glaring, and now there's dancing <laughs> and victory. Apparently. Uh, so here's the thing is that him glaring at me doesn't do shit because I know you can't see it. And so I'm like, haha, you know what else I can't see? I can't see me dancing. I'm dancing over here. And you're just glaring at me and I'm dancing and nobody can see it. It's amazing. My glare is more of a, I'm trying not to smile, so. It's <laughs> very good. So this is High Trek where we're high and we watch Star Trek and then we talk about it to you guys and record it. It's pretty great. There's also some amazing uh, bonus seasonings on top of that uh one i've never really watched star trek like i watched a couple of episodes here and there but i've never seen star trek the next generation every episode in in order i've probably seen two episodes of the how many fucking episodes there are so not even like five percent of star trek the next generation that's true i i saw them when they aired though and then Again, in the reruns before the Netflix. Before the, ne- the before, before the time, Netflix. the long, long ago. The long, long before ago. Before the Netflix, before it could be beamed, before television was beamed into. I would television. never admit to pirating anything, but oh god, no! That's when uh, Netflix came out. Though I watched it on Netflix. belongs to the people. What? Word. I see Star Trek a lot, and they have not. Yeah. So, uh, I, oh. I have listened to a podcast where two, just two, two male dudes who I think happen to be white, I don't know, I'm not going to assume, I, I've seen pictures of them, but I don't care, uh, talk about Star Trek and like their, their kind of uncomfortable love with it and how like it's, it's kind of a, a guilty fave, if you will. And so that was the context of I knew Star Trek The Next Generation in was of a podcast of two dudes talking about it. Um, and so I know, like, I know all the characters, I know what happens, I know, uh, who dies and who lives and who gets with who and who doesn't and who dies, well, I already said dies, um, who wears ugly sweaters and who doesn't. Everyone wears ugly sweaters. It's Star Trek, the sweater show. I've, seen I've heard that before, yeah. More sweaters in this show <laughs> than I have ever in any other show. Even one with, I think, even the that 70s show, which has a lot of sweaters in it. It's a lot of sweaters. Mm-hmm. So we're going to watch two shows a season. Uh, the Enterprise transports an elderly Starfleet admiral to negotiate a hostage crisis. Yep. Um, so I'm sorry, that extra long pause was me imagining my um, college drama teacher just disintegrating into ash over the atrocity that I did with reading that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in my mind, I just see his disapproving, limpless body kind of wiggling back and forth in in pain disgust. It was not that bad. It was all right. (sighs) (laughs) It's not that bad. <laughs> uh, I don't. This isn't this this uh, synopsis and this title isn't really taking any 
any memories for me about this? Uh, is this an important episode in any like Star Trek history? No. However, it does deal with Prime Directive stuff, so those mm. are always important. You know, so I remember, like, first episode where you're like, oh, they only, like, mention the Prime Directive every once in a while. They never really mention it after, like, the first episode. But we've talked about the Prime Directive so much that I feel like they mention it every two seconds. They don't always mention it, though. Sometimes I'm talking about the quandrum that okay. they have. But, but they like... do mention it more than I remember them mentioning it. That is, that, that is true. Okay, because I've just been like, look, you said the Prime Directive wasn't in this a lot, and I'm like, mm, I feel like every time we turn around, there's a Prime Directive sitting there looking disapprovingly at us. Yeah. They also talk about some of the other ethical laws that they have. Yeah. Or ethical is not the right word. Well, because like, here's the thing is like the, the Prime Directive is just harm none. It's don't interfere. Yeah. You know, protect you, but don't interfere. And it's, it's just the, the golden rule. It's just all of that. And so, like, everything boils down to how do you react to a situation where um, doing harm, harm, doing no harm puts you at harm. Yeah, it's boils down to weighing the consequences of your actions and which is the better outcome. Humans are very bad at communicating to each other, so we have to make up a lot of ways to explain the same thing over and over and over again, and eventually we get it. And when we get it, I don't know, I think we level up. I'm pretty fucking high up there right now. I mean, we're pretty fucking high. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Hi, chat! <laughs> I didn't do that all last episode. I don't know why, but I just felt really good to do it. You looked like it was very rewarding. It was very rewarding. It's so good. I have this problem where if somebody points something out to me, I'm like, do I do that? Does it weird? Do people notice that? Is it a weird thing? And then I get real self-conscious for it for a bit until I find something else to be self-conscious about for a bit. Uh, so today I picked up the random weird high uh, quasi... Um, what is that? That cute thing. The Japanese cute thing. The... Oh. Kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah. Kawaii shit that I do, which uh, is definitely, hey Jack! It's accurate. Yeah. Very I, accurate I, today. I know. I know. So I've been like very aware of it. So I've been like trying not to do it. <laughs> eh, it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. Okay. So, fuck, we're watching this, this episode of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. All right. I keep forgetting the word that is not filler. It's, um, there's just no serious beats. And unlike, there's no callbacks. It's an episode. episode. You can just yeah. call it an episode. This is an episode. No, I gotta classify it is, everything. It is an episode. A movement happens. Doing a podcast. I gotta classify my ranking system or something. Yeah, we gotta rank cr everything. We have to have opinions. We have to give opinions. I want to have my definition understood. You can, you can just keep that. You can just be like, you know what? If they're smart enough, they'll figure it out. If not, maybe it'll be a pleasant feeling for them to hear the sweet tones of my voice. Vibrate against their eardrums. Hey, if people just want to do that, that's fine too. Yeah. But if I have to talk, I want to talk about something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. And join us for our new but, uh, secret, good secret, tactic. Secret I know. I, I have forgotten what I was talking about. I read the phone book. I don't read the phone book because I can't read names properly. Ooh, I don't know. I read yeah. something really boring. If if you want that to happen, tell us on Patreon and give us money. And I will fucking make an hour recording of me reading something boring. Fun. Yeah. Do it. Why mm -hmm. not? If you want it. If you want the dulcet tones. Do you want to watch this? Do you want to watch this episode? 
Um, we could. We, we could do that <laughs> if we want. Yeah, let's do the podcast. Uh, but we have to figure out what uh, what question need, uh, needs to be asked. I don't know. Will the Prime Directive directive itself? That's boring. Find a find a thing for me to look for. What is morally just? What is morally just? Like what? In what circumstance? Are we talking like is this is this a is there a parable we're going off of? Is this the is it morally better to steal bread if you are starving? More like if my actions would harm, you know, lesser evil kind of scenario. Oh, okay. And is it... What is the lesser evil that you accept? What is yeah. the bad you accept for the good? What is worthy of my sins? I don't know. That was overly dramatic. Um, I'm just going to put draw a scale. And I'm going to see if I understand what that means later. Alright. We'll be stopping at 2240. And we'll be right back after the warp. Yeah. And we're back. We are back indeed. We're at the midpoint at twenty-two thirty. Phone check three times. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit much. I think I was like scheduling my holiday plans. <laughs> oh. Well, you did just get some good holiday plan ideas, probably. Yeah. Uh, also, my first my first note. Was gonna be scales, but it looked more like a panda face, so I drew a panda face. I took oh. a picture of my panda face. If you want to post it on our um, Insta when we get ready to post this. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you said that this episode is about what evil do you compromise for slash where's the line? Like it's a boundaries episode. Yeah. And uh, I disagree, sir. I prematurely asked a question. You prematurely, you didn't, wait, did you just not remember what this episode was about? No, I forgot how much would be told before the midpoint. Because at the midpoint, this is a man versus man. Yeah. It's a man, oh, sorry, man versus himself story. Yeah, that is definitely part of it. Yeah. I don't see that as a, as a, where are we compromising? Where are our boundaries? I see that as more of a. Oh, I mean, this, I mean. You're not incorrect based off what we've seen. There's another part that will add that layer to it. Oh, later. the plot thickens yeah. in the second half. Correct. Okay. Um, I, I had to question. comment on um, the the admiral's face. Uh, oh. It looked like I think it's Zorro, the dude from Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the, the head the of the floating tube. Head. Head, yeah. Floating head of the tube. It, he looks real like Zorro, and I was just like. I don't know if that's his name. That's what I remember, and you didn't correct me, so I'm going with it. Yeah, um, something like that. Hmm? It was something like that, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, wow! It was a very unpleasant sight, and it was very uncomfortable, and it made the whole thing feel very uncomfortable. And everyone reacted to it uncomfortably. He's really old. Yeah, but like, so here's the thing is that like, they've had like ancient people on the show, like the doctor who's like 182 or whatever. 18. Whoa. Well, I was optimistic. He is 118. <laughs> okay, this is just 85. 85 is nothing. does have a degenerative disease that doesn't allow him to walk anymore. I know, but everybody's like looking <clears throat> at him like, oh, he's going to get old disease over me. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I, th I feel like they should just have more respect for everyone in the future when, when like, 
it seems like as long as you're like they have ways of telling if your mind's going so they're like yeah dude you're just old you can keep keep doing whatever you want to do you're well, fine they did say that yeah everyone's looking at him like and acting at him like he's like ah oh, that's uncomfortable if it was a normal part of everyday society that old people just work along everyone you know everyone does what they want kind of a thing Right, but he also has a terminal illness, oh, so yeah. there is an actual regulation. You come on board the ship, you go get checked out by the doctor. Yeah, yeah. For medical. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, it's like, dude, should this guy even be here? He's got a terminal disease. Like, does, is his brain okay? That's more of how I viewed it. Oh, that makes sense. But, I mean, the, I the question is there. with things. I mean, I'm the, recording the, audio. <laughs> oh, that is very true. Um, but the question is still valid because that is certainly a viewpoint that is being expressed okay. at some level. Um, Riker had some good side eye going on there. He was like looking at the captain, like, "This motherfucker is gonna be on our ship. This motherfucker is gonna be on command. <laughs> like, who does he think he is?" It was very good. It was very expressive. Good action. Good acting. Yep. Yep. I liked it a lot. Uh, oh, dude. Um, oh, the bard knows something's afoot. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Deanna Troy has this moment. Oh, so so Deanna Troy. So during when when people are calling the the bridge, the pattern is is that people talk to Picard, and then Deanna Troy is like, "I sense their motives appeal." Or, I sense they're lying. Or, I don't know, maybe. They are trustworthy-ish. Yeah. Sometimes Look, they want to kidnap our puppy. As long as we don't give a fuck if they do that or not, they're going to be great. Puppy logic, I like it. <laughs> Would I give this person a puppy? Would I let this person watch my dog? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> we're high. This is high track. Where we're fucking high and then we watch Star Trek and then we talk about it. I'm testing the limits today, apparently. Oh, so yeah. So then Picard talks to them, and then uh, Deanna Troy always kind of gives gives the other person's motive, which I think is just a really good way of setting up the scene of who, if this is a um, a friends turn foe thing, of this is a you know, because like it tells us, is this somebody to be distrustworthy? Is this someone to be trustworthy of? Is this a friend? Like, who is this? And it's it's a really nice way of expressing that. Is having Deanna Troy there. Yeah, it's, it's a good storytelling tool. It really is, and I really like it. And so today, uh, it was a... I sense there's something afoot. Something sketchy is going down. I don't like the vibes. Yeah, it was accompanied by nice, simple, wonderful music. Yeah. I don't know. I like pointing that out lately. Oh, no! Point out... The, like, I point out when fucking people's jackets are great. Point out whatever you want. Ah, yeah, that's true. I'm like, I like that cup. <laughs> you can you can appreciate the thing that we like. Thank you. Appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Oh my god. Oh, I which speaking of, I really like the razor blade necklace that the old dude's wife has. Yeah, you were exclaiming, oh my god, razor blade ah, necklace. It was like this fucking punk ass razor blade necklace and i'm just like oh if i 
didn't think I would accidentally just cut myself a million times while wearing that necklace. Mm. Also, I don't wear jewelry, so I would never wear it because I don't wear jewelry. But like, mm, I want to make a punk jacket with raised blades on it. Okay. That's the thing you want. Yeah, I'm a... My friend is making me a battle jacket that someday when Ooh. I will be able to see them again, when international travel is no longer frightening, uh, <laughs> uh, I I will get the said battle jacket and then I can safety pin some razor blades on it in honor of Star Trek. Ah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. And then I'll take pictures. Ooh, like that. So in three years. <laughs> I'm still doing this podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I'll take a picture of my battle jacket with razor blades on it. And I'll be like, peace, Star Trek. True fans know. True fans know. <laughs> it's nice to put those little things in. <laughs> Future Easter eggs. Yep. You only put them in if you put them in. <laughs> Get ready for the future Easter egg. Oh, okay, and then I reiterate what prime directive. It's man versus time slash man versus himself. And then I got the Five Iron Frizzy song stuck in my head. Oh, it's a trap! It's a trap. The episode's a trap. It is. Yeah. This dude was all like, terrorists took over. And then they're like, they'll only negotiate with the old dude. And then the old dude's like, I have a secret secret thing don't blackmail me with it and he's like ha ha guess what i'm blackmailing you and he's like oh no curses <laughs> yep <laughs> that's exactly what happened verbatim <laughs> even with the wiggle arms of oh, no especially curses. with the wiggle arms <sighs> oh and the concept of star trek is a place so, uh, in the podcast, uh, like, The Next Generation, uh, they always have this concept of Star Trek as a place. Um, right. Whereas, like, when Star Trek, when they like the episodes the best of, like, when Star Trek gets to be the setting. Like, when it's a setting-focused episode. Okay. So, like, I, I am very much so character-driven. So, I really like the episodes with big characters that have a lot of plot points and there's a lot of talking going on because I like those things. Um, but not everybody likes those things. Sometimes people like world building and and aesthetic and like, you know, big, big kind of thoughts. So yeah, and I, it, it's not, it's not a, it's not an opinion that I have and it's not a lens I automatically look through. So it's nice to be reminded of it, that it is there and it is good as well. Like, like this episode, Star Trek is a place. Yeah. Star Trek is a setting. The Federation has to do a Federation thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the, the characters are old dude captain and traitor. Uh, admiral. Old dude admiral and traitor. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I would hate to incorrectly rank a mm -hmm. fictional character. You're welcome. See it on my list. It was interesting to see something that we didn't talk about was command structure. What? The command the structure? structure. Uh, cause how they dealt with the power of the Admiral to control the mission, but Captain Picard still is the command of the ship. And like negotiating, this kind of almost felt like a negotiation of, you know, where the power lies for what in the um, command structure on the ship. And I think it's always interesting because it's 
negotiated at other locations with other admirals. So it, it is a it's a talking point throughout the series. Yeah. And I think this is one of the first times that we have the really an admiral and uh an admiral and captain interaction this close. I feel like we've had it before. No. No, that was Q. Q doesn't count. No, no. He rarely does. <laughs> I'm just like, but he's talked to an at that was Q, never mind. <laughs> so I just I, I think out of all the things that I would have written down, that is probably the one that got overlooked. Mm. I think it was interesting. Uh the feder being able to more lore for the Federation. Yeah. So world building. Yeah, I like so. it. It is it's it's a nice slow episode. I had that's why I had three phone checks. Yeah. It's understandable. I mean, I don't think phone checks like necessarily say something negative about the episode. No, but it says something about the episode. I think it does. I just don't know what that is. But you can't know if you don't track it. That is that is true. It's very true. So I'll be honest. I gotta, I gotta have the mojitos with some really good Chinese food. Yeah. Concentration was a little lackluster on that episode. So your one note was Federation lore. Good. Mm-hmm. Because the thing that I thought that was going to happen before didn't happen yet. That I knew that I was going to talk about. Okay. Because that's the, the thing about the, the... Wait, so you prepared for the last segment during the first segment and now are super prepared for last segment? Well, that's a stretch. <laughs> Super prepared is definitely a stretch. Well, you're double prepared now. Yeah. Oh, little tidbit, more world building. Science isn't ex always explained. They said that, you know, alien technology and just folklore and medicine can still have an effect. Yeah. Yeah. Just an interesting perspective that um, they don't always say science knows everything. Um, so they keep it, keep it real. You know? I mean, like, that's that's definitely, like, I feel like alien, alien technology is used to kind of, like, wave away a lot of explanations in the Star Trek universe. I mean, yeah. I feel like that, like, they do that all the time. That's a sci-fi trope. What? That's a sci-fi trope. Yeah, but I feel like that's how they explain a lot of stuff, where they're just like, I don't know, aliens. Yeah, and they may overuse it, but... <laughs> But given the circumstances, it's reasonable. They're on the edge of tech, edge of the universe, or edge of no, their own universe. No, it's it's a valid reason to have your reason be aliens. <laughs> it's good writing. I'm not saying oh. it's, it's lazy. It's it's a good trick. It's a good hack. Like if you if you can connect like all of your wave away to something that like makes sense and doesn't feel ingenuous, that feels actually like very genuine, genuine, genuine. <laughs> Genuine singer. <laughs> Saw him in concert. Who? Genuine. Oh, another little tidbit that I picked up on. Uh, the difference between what the Federation is now and how they operate compared to what they operated 30, 40 years ago. I don't know the operation 30, 40 years ago. I know, but the mission in this episode when he was talking to his wife and he's like, oh, it's nice to see children on the bridge oh, or on yeah. the... Yeah, that like, like 50s if, wife of like if only we had a better life we would have been happier i mean yeah if only the yeah. you know it's kind of how that they works. allowed 
families on Federation ships. Yeah, and then I wouldn't have spent so much time away from you, and I wouldn't have bone-liked all of those people, and you wouldn't have got pissed at me. That is the modern equivalent, but I think they're usually a little bit more... Okay, yeah, Chast. I wouldn't have missed you every day and felt abandoned by my husband. Is that is that a better way to interpret that scene? A little bit. Fine. Just a little. <laughs> I like mine better. It felt more natural. I thought it was a nice scene. Because now it's a bigger operation. They do more. They're... You ruined my scene. I thought it was a nice scene. And then you had to bring in the dark undertones of reality to it. And now I'm kind of grumpy. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you got that right. Alright, so that's about all the tidbits I can think of. Riley destroys joy again! (laughs) (laughs) But can you guess why the ambassador and the the guy was their checkered past? I don't really care. Oh, okay. Like, it doesn't matter to me. He's gonna get... Like, it's that's not an important part of the story to me. It's just like, he has a checkered past. Maybe the mob? I don't know. I don't care. Insert reason. Okay. Are you engaged in the story? Yeah, I like the... Like, I like kind of neat okay i'm here for it we'll on see. that note we we could find out what the rest of the series episode find out do i fall asleep do i spend the next segment of this on my phone uh do i go into a food coma from eating a frosty find out on the continuation of this podcast welcome back uh this is high trek I have six episodes. Uh, I have six notes, and half of them are action notes. Let's get to it. <laughs> no, Sounds you said you, want, you seemed you wanted. You looked like you wanted to say something. No, I made meow sounds. Why? I don't know. So I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Hi, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a note that's dramatic lighting. Oh yeah, they. They've done that in this episode a couple oh, times. Oh, this episode has had some dramatic lighting. It's just like they have like the dude, like he's just cast in shadow. You can't see his face. He looks like um, the Claw, Mister Claw from uh, from Inspector Gadget. Oh yeah, yeah. How he's li- how's he lit? Oh, yeah, darkened a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lit like that. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Google that. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good look. It, it's just real fucking dramatic. I know it's like 15 minutes into the episode is my first note. But like, uh, so I, I think I figured out what it is. It's just like, when when we have these like real action-based episodes, um, I, I, one of, one of the ways my anxiety manifests is because, is hyper anxiety, uh, is hyper, um, sensitivity to like action and motion. Like I'm always on alert. Yeah. Uh, there's a term for that. Hypervigilance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, so, so I am always on alert, and so, like, watching action does not take a lot of effort for me. I'm constantly doing it. I'm very good at it. That is, that is how my brain is wired to survive. So if it's action-based, I'm like, oh, they're displaying hostile, uh, body language to each other. 
fantastic. I can just tune out for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Because they're just, that's the scene is they have hostile body language. That's, that's the scene. And so I'm just like, ah, cool. There's no, whatever. <laughs> Dramatic lighting. So I think that's why I have a harder time focusing on the, the uh, action-y episodes. That's why my like, like phone check count is like six times. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's through the word. And I think it's just a lot like this, this, uh, this episode is very easy for me to interpret. And it's, it's a nice, I enjoyed it. Oh, that's good. I, I much enjoy this episode. It's a very good episode. It's very action-based. It's very nice. And I, I enjoy watching action films because for the same thing. It's, it's nice. It's easy. I don't have to think. It's very relaxing for me. Yeah. And so, like, it, this is a very nice episode. It's very action-y. Excellent. This has nothing to do with the Prime Directive. It has everything to do with a fucking asshole using the Prime Directive as a bad excuse to do shitty things. Yeah, I might have oversold it. I think you oversold it. I think specifically what I yelled was this is some Yurtle the Turtle bullshit. Oh, there was a phone thrown on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I, no, it wasn't thrown. I dropped. Dropped, yeah, yeah. It was not thrown. I just, I... Dropped I, in anger. I was... I was upset at what I was watching. I was not anger. It was a gog. I was a gog. <laughs> that is the specific thing that I was feeling was a gog. Appropriate. <laughs> I may have oversold it. <laughs> you oversold it a <laughs> large amount. Gotta keep refreshed, yo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gotta have good content for podcasts, yo. I was technically correct. I mean, the best kind of correct. <laughs> it's also the most annoying. <laughs> begrudgingly, I begrudgingly agree with you. <laughs> you like begrudging agreement? Yeah. It's good times. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I then have Barbarian Smash. Oh, Wharf. Uh, no, no Tasha. Beam in there and go bam, 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 pick them up and get out. Yo, if you knew where the fucking hostage was, just, when we just fucking, you just boom. Beam us where the hostage are, we kill everyone, and I mean, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Stun everyone, then we just get the hostages, when we pick up the stun hostages, pick up the stun bad guys, all go up, we'll sort it out, and get dessert. Yeah. Yeah, Tasha. No, Tasha. Mm. Such a badass. Yeah. Ah, oh, sweet animals cover. Do you want to describe this? Oh, no, I'll describe Sweet Animorphs cover, unless you would like to. No, go for it. Okay. So the whole storyline is there's this admiral who's old as shit, and he was requested in for a negotiation on uh, this planet that he negotiated for like 40 years ago or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and he's old as shit now, because he would have been like, what? Uh, 45 and now he's 85 yeah so the 80s 90s yeah so he would have been 45 and now he's, he's 85 and so 40 years ago so like this this 40 40 year old that was 20 at the time that like he interacted with this old man and now this old man is 80 and he is 40 correct i think so yeah yeah so he goes to negotiate and he did some shady shit i think i don't really know what the fuck his shady shit he did blah 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 some aliens alien technology he's young again now for some reason 
but he 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 flew too close to the sun, our dear Icarus, and now look at the consequences of your own actions. Is that is that is that what I just watched? That is one of the lessons taken from that story. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um. Good. So anyway, in that storyline, <laughs> uh, because he's de uh, de aging, uh, he. They have uh, pictures of him super fucking old and then a picture of what he would look like in his uh, 50s and then 40s and then 30s and then 20s and then like he kind of looks like young 20s and then he dies because his cells are destabilizing and they're flying apart. Yep, that's that's Ah, what happened. Because he he took too much serum. He took, he got, why did he get one? He got one for his wife and one for him. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I really wasn't paying attention. I got the gist of it. Yeah, the idea was uh, he would take the serum so he could not be a burden to her. That was his excuse. That's dumb. Yeah, and so... I did it for you! I yeah. did it for you! Yeah. No, no, you fucking no, you didn't. didn't. Fucking own because up to your shit. If that was true, then he wouldn't have taken both doses yeah. and when he needed it to commandeer or do a mission so here's the thing is if if you are planning to do something for only the benefit of another person and that's the only reason why you're doing it it will be very apparent that that is what you're communicating because that person will know in their heart of hearts that you had no alternative reason for doing that action because i've had times where like people had no alternative reasons for doing an action it makes me feel very very blessed and very like comforted yeah. And very, very seen and very, um, very loved and cared for. Like, you know what that feeling is. That feeling never has to be explained by someone. So if you ever find yourself in a position where you are telling someone your actions were only for them, you fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever hear the words coming out of your mouth, I did it for you record scratch in your brain and reevaluate what the fuck is happening <laughs> life lessons here folks yeah cause you are in the wrong that yeah. is correct but yeah uh is it cause he fucking dies because oh oh no oh the consequences the consequences of my own actions here they are again readers here they are again yeah but the scope was bigger than just him also yeah. Oh yeah. Him. No, totally. Yeah, he yeah. totally started a a, uh, a revolution that killed thousands and millions. People. Millions. Of, he started a revolution that caused millions Four, of people. Forty years of war. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Yeah. He's a fucking war criminal who deserves to fucking die years ago. Yeah. So he broke the prime directive. <laughs> Look, the prime directive says I can't do anything that will interfere with your culture. These guys want guns. Oops, they got guns. You know how I'm gonna fix it? Give everyone guns! The future's version of mutual self-destruction. Yeah, uh, so I think, spoiler alert, it doesn't work. Yeah. Spoiler alert, in the end we get to the same place, only in one version there's a lot more dead people. Guess which one we picked? Was there anything else on your list? Oh. No. Oh, okay. It's an action episode, man. I'm just like, yeah. I'd be mm-hmm. fair. I don't have much either. Kind of want to talk about how Command worked. Picard acted differently 
told the problem differently because it was an admiral. Um, yeah, no, definitely. So. Because, like, I mean, he, he has to. Yeah, the military hierarchy, he, the admiral is above a captain, definitely. So he had to keep, he had to, to toe the line. And he did not like that. He did not like uh, not being daddy. No, it wasn't pleasurable. Mm-mm. He did not like it. He was very upset. Couple questions, actually. Uh, what did you think of the death scene? I mean, television dramatic. The way that I've been kind of feeling like with Star Trek was the same way that I felt when I watched Buffy. Was like I watched, so I didn't watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer on TV. I watched it later, so I always kind of understood in context that this was made in the nineties. Okay. And so, like, yeah, some some of the TV acting was really big and kind of outrageous, but that was, like, the style of TV acting. Okay. I just heard, like, oh. Well, he looked so sad when he, well, because when he died and his his wife was like, you're so young, you don't, don't, because he's, because he was looking at her like, oh, you're, you're always been my gal, like, you've always been my gal Friday. I love you and your beautiful golden hair. And she's like, I don't have golden hair anymore. It's gray. I'm old. You don't love me because I'm old. And he's like, fuck that. I love you twice as hard. I don't know. He said your hair has always been golden to me. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I love you twice as hard. Mm -hmm. Same thing. <laughs> it was a nice moment. And it Ours, like mine could have been put in a Hallmark card. On the outside, it could be like, you don't love me anymore because I'm old. And on the inside, it'd be like, fuck that, I love you twice as hard. Fair hallmark. <laughs> wow, we're going to get into the card game now, too? Yeah! Oh, my. Check out our holiday merch for Valentine's Day. Fuck you, I, <laughs> I love you twice as hard. Star Trek-themed Valentine's Day. It will have very little to do with Star Trek for legal reasons. <laughs> Last question. I'm not even sure if you noticed it. But, but uh, what do you think of their burial choice? What? What burial choice? The, he was, or the wife chose to have the Admiral buried on the planet and the leader agreed that it was okay. Yeah. What about it? That just sounds like one of those state-level decisions that have implications. So I figured if you had any thoughts about that. What implications would it have? Well, the planet sees him as the beginning of a 40-year war, but and they wanted to, like, exact revenge. Mm -hmm. And so he's, like, being buried there as, like, a memorial, I'm assuming. Yeah. It just seems like a big thing. I mean, like... It is very important to keep track of history of when one person's action caused a 40-year war. We should remember that and learn from those kinds of lessons and mistakes and what not to do again. Yeah. And a dead body is a real good memory of that. The wife could have said no. No, nah, she probably Actually, could. it sounded like it might have been her idea. Because she, it sounded like she asked permission of... Yeah, I think she loved him very much. I think she knew he was a flawed man who started a 40-year war, and I think she still loved him. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I don't know if that's a wise thing or not, but it's a human thing. Yeah. 
I didn't see any problem with it. It seemed pretty human. All right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. What do you think about the show in general? Ugh, the it's summary. Fucking, it, was, it was nice. It was action-packed. Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Nice package. It was just, just a real fun episode. Just nice. I don't have to think about any, like, I mean, like, I don't have to think about anything political. Just, you know, wait, all, all, it's very political, actually, now that I think about it. It's, but it's more political in the, like, true lies political, where it's just like, uh, terrorists and bombs, bad. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. When the bow breaks, ooh, ooh, it's a children episode. It is a children episode. A children episode. When the bow breaks, a planet that was able to cloak itself for thousands of years suddenly reappears and reaches out to the Enterprise with an unusual request. It's a fun, interesting episode. So there's kids. What, what did the kids do? You'll find out. It's a fun, unusual episode. Alright, we'll find out what the fucking kids do. But it does start out with a mystery and a legend. <gasps> a mystery and a legend? It does. Is it a mysterious legend? It is, and Riker's really into it. Riker's into the mysterious legend? Does he get a deerstalker? We'll see. <gasps> is it an, ep- an Is it an accessories episode? Are there cool accessories? Based on our previous conversations outside of the sphere of the podcast, I think that you'll be interested to explore the ideas that they're going to explore. <gasps> I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, thank you for trekking with us. We have been going, boldly going where everyone's gone before, but this time we're high. Um, see you next time. Bye.